0: Welcome to We Do Whatever It Takes. I'm Danny Ray. And I'm Kimberly. I'm a magician and a pastor.
1: And I'm an associate marriage and family therapist.
0: Today we are going to look at what it takes to get unstuck. At times we all feel like, you know, we're stuck in traffic, stuck in a relationship, stuck in an argument, stuck in something, and we can't get through it. And Mm. sometimes, (laughs) you know, we just need a different perspective. Sometimes we need more tools. And so we want to give you some strategies, some ideas of things to get you unstuck today. My name is Danny Ray, and this is...
1: Kimberly, and I am an associate marriage and family therapist. Almost tripped up there. That's right. I'm a magician and
0: a pastor, a little crazy on the side. Definitely. our, Our podcast is called We Do Whatever It Takes, and the idea is to help people in relationships to do whatever it takes to create a great, thriving relationship. And so if you're just joining us for the first time, we hope that you're enjoying the journey and that you get a lot of stuff out of this and that it helps you in your relationship. And then if you've been listening for a while, we're um, open.
1: Yeah, excited you're here and open to uh, new ideas if you have uh, thoughts and questions, directions for us to go.
0: Um, you could send those to Danny at DannyRayMagic.com. Eventually, we will work out the the email for we do whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into this. If you were stuck, let's just start with, um, you know, in the same argument over and over again. Or maybe you're literally in the middle of an argument right now. You turn on this podcast. How do you move forward? You know, what are those steps, those strategies to get you un- Stuck, and so I'm going to start by asking you a a question, babe. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So if if somebody was to come to you in your your counseling and just say, "Hey, I've had this same fight with my uh, my spouse over and over again. We can't seem to move forward." And let's just say it's over. I'm just going to pick something random uh, over who cooks. Like, uh, Mm. you know they they feel like the other person should be doing the cooking for whatever reason. I'm making this up yeah. on the fly here. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I'm sure you I could have come take up that. with a better argument, that's but fine. that's their thing is I get home from work. You get home from work. I feel like you should cook. You feel like I should cook and we're just stuck on what to do. So, yeah. and you could fill in the blank of what your, you know, thing is that you're stuck in. It could be, you know, an addiction like with gambling or, um, pornography or drinking or any number of issues that marriages struggle with um, in terms of addiction. It could be um, stuck just in uh, in bad patterns where you feel mm. like you're coming in with a negative attitude every time when you get home and mm. you just um, feel like you're being more discouraging than um, serving or helpful. Um, so if somebody's um, stuck, and we'll take the food scenario. All right. Um, I thought
1: you were going to keep going. I mean, we no, could go no. all, all day on ideas of ways we get Stuck or uh, or options to fight about, but uh,
0: oh wow, you want to fight right now? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're looking for an option to fight no, about? No, definitely not. That could be our next podcast: <laughs> options to fight about. If you don't have enough arguments, we've got uh, some for
1: you. Yeah, that's really doubtful that people are struggling with that. Anyway, so as far as ideas on how to get unstuck, so we have to look at the pattern what what's happening in yeah. that. There's a there's a cycle when we fight about something when we have the same argument over and over. It's um, taking your argument of uh, you know we both are tired, nobody wants to cook, but we both feel like that's the other person's job or turn to do it. And um, and this is a repetitive theme for that pretend couple. Um, then we'd look at the pattern. How does the actual argument go? And we'd break it down and go, okay. We'd also practice – one person listening, and 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 by listening, I mean being an active listener.
0: What's that mean? Active listening. Uh
1: huh. What you're doing right now? Ooh, is eyeball pretty,
0: contact.
1: Yeah, eye contact. Uh, I know you're listening mostly because you have to right <laughs> now in this podcast, but um, it's it, it's actually something we we practice, and it feels awkward at first. And uh, so often, the majority of us, at least in this culture we listen with the intent to respond. We're we're just waiting for that person to just stop talking when as soon as their lips, their mouth stops, I'm jumping in, I'm defending myself or saying or blaming somebody else or, or saying, Yeah, but you do this or right, we're just ready uh, to jump in and, and have a response to what somebody's saying. So a way of getting unstuck and breaking that cycle is to really listen to your spouse and go, okay, I'm going to sit back and hear what they have to say. Uh, we also identify different emotions that are happening, different feelings. So it's not just you, you don't cook the food. It's when you, when I come home and you've been here first, it makes me feel, um, Frustrated, sad, neglected, hungry. <laughs> when you haven't, uh, you know, when there's no food to eat. Um, so we identify the emotions, the feelings that are that are happening. Not just a, a critique of you didn't cook and you should be cooking, right? So we attach what's the the feeling or the message that that conveys to the person. Um
0: and I think about with that mm-hmm. um just how you know trying to get out of the unstuck moment mm. sometimes you have to look at what what's the the real history what's really going on mm-hmm. in terms of your entire life so you might if you think about it, you might realize like wow, every time I got home from school, my mom would always have a meal mm. ready for me or my dad would you know uh you know have uh, we'd have a snack together and go play a game outside, mm-hmm. whatever that was. So you, sometimes without even knowing it, you have this expectation. Absolutely. That when I get home, somebody's going to do these things for me. But marriage, um, there's a lot more that you have to serve mm. and be ready to. And that's one of the ways we would um, encourage you, like a really practical one, is to serve. Mm. What, what does it look like when instead of having expectations or I should or I deserve or I want this when I Hmm. fill in the blank at home when I, uh, you know, uh, instead of reversing that and going, when I get home, how can I serve? And this is across the board. I'm not talking just about food. Yeah, yeah. In every way, it changes the outcome when the attitude is, how can I serve? The servant's attitude, yeah, yeah. um, To then... Other people want to um, reciprocate that or honestly, at times, just receive that Mm. and be blessed by that act of service. So it's not serving to get something in return, even though sometimes that happens. But the idea with it is that you're, you're going in with the servant's heart and that changes the outcome because your attitude's in the right place. And I would say, make sure the attitude's um, in the right place because yeah, yeah. you could obviously serve and be bitter about that or frustrated or uh, wanting something back and then you don't get um, something back. And then the other person, they didn't realize, well, you had these expectations that were unmet because you thought by cooking, you know, in this scenario, mm. I'll mm. go home and I'll show them, I'll just cook. But in <laughs> return, you know, they should do this for me. And yeah, yeah. It's changed just as unhealthy in terms of marriages. We want to communicate effectively. And that's where I would definitely say that's one of the keys that I, I, I would say for us, so we're entering into a new season. So I think you guys uh, that are listening are getting uh, an interesting take on our, you know, we're coming up on 27 years of marriage and mm-hmm. I, by God's grace, we, we have a, a great marriage and it takes mm-hmm. a lot of work every day, but the most changes we've had in the last 20 years are happening in this season of our life, not just since January, but a big one since January, where you started working full time again, and your schedule mm-hmm. is completely inflexible. <laughs> me <a little> crazy. <laughs> you know, for 20 years, we've had a really flexible schedule, for the most part, when I'm not on the road, you know, I, yeah,
1: because we work together. So we could yeah. choose to, yeah, let's go
0: to lunch. And let's talk about stuff uh, yeah, lunch. At yeah. I, you know, so I uh, think we had
1: it pretty, pretty great. That's <laughs> what you're saying. But this is still a uh, new grace. Yes. Yeah. It's,
0: it's just different and it's difficult because it's unknown. Yeah. And so we've had to learn to communicate even more effectively uh, in give grace, you mm. know, we're, uh, and, and grace is that undeserved gift. It's not this person deserves to have grace, you know, no, mm. it's that, I want to be a person that's grace giving, that's loving, that's mm. uh, that's kind and not cruel or um, shameful towards you. So, for for example, you know, with her schedule with counseling, you know, she'll say in the morning, "Hey, I'm going to be home at six and then you know, six thirty rolls around, <laughs> I call her, text her, nothing because she's still in a counseling session, maybe with an emergency um an emergency situation or something went longer, she can't get out of it to text. So
1: or what's been happening a couple times, I've just got the times wrong. I look at my schedule yeah. and I've texted you and said, Oh, I'll be home at this time and I don't know what's wrong, but I I've looked at it uh yeah, yeah it, and made a mistake it's just typing
0: new, it covering yeah. new ground for us. And so we're learning that we we have to give grace in these situations so that we don't get stuck but honestly there's a few of these that we've got stuck in and it becomes frustrating to mm-hmm. us and the things that we're we're saying now aren't just for for you these are things that, yeah. that we are um working through and going like okay what are what are things like when we're in the middle of it so when we're in the middle of it one of the things we we do it we call it jarring the system mm. If there's frustration, I'll just say um, with she didn't make it home on time. You said you'd be here. Mm-hmm. I I had dinner waiting, you know, all those things that can mm-hmm. be like um, create tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the ways that immediately alleviates that tension is we are both quick to apologize. Yeah, And when we've Blown it, even if it's not necessarily our fault. Like with a counseling session, it's like I did tell you one thing, another thing ended up happening. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my intention. I am sorry that that mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. and I will um work to repair that. And so, mm-hmm. and then on my side, trying to be able to give grace, but sometimes when there's still tension there, one of the things we do is we call it jarring the system.
1: Well, and and back up real quick. Oh, so
0: we will get to jarring the system.
1: <laughs> but the jarring the system happens when we get stuck after the apologies, after maybe we've made a resolution for the next time. We go That's okay, right? Later. So we've we've done some um, repairs to the to the rupture in the relationship, but then. There are times, um, not quite with the example that you're using right now, but, uh, there are times where we certainly, maybe it's been a longer fight and our attitudes aren't great, but we've worked through it, but then it's still hard to snap out of it. Sometimes you just still feel like you're just sitting in in a funk and in in the yuck of it, just going, well, that sucks. We thought we were going to have this great day and then this happens and, um, and now we don't know how to move on. I think that's so. We've done the resolution part, we've resolved the conflict, but then sometimes couples get stuck. Certainly we do sometimes with the okay, moving now forward what? after yes. a fight. And you, yes,
0: you've said sorry. You've, um, the other person has said, I, I've forgiven you. I want to move forward. I just don't know how. Like, I yes. just feel that can be like a stuck place, right, right? Um,
1: so this is when yeah. we. Jar, jar the, the system. system. There it is. Uh,
0: <laughs> thank you for clarifying uh-huh. that. Uh, I feel like there's other ways we do that as well. But yeah, with the, the jarring the system, the, the idea is like, what can we do to just get out of that moment of like that blahness, that funk, that mm-hmm. uh, we just, uh, we, we just were like, oh, things were great. And now we're just like, well, I guess we'll, you know, Go to Disneyland together. <laughs> <You> know, <it's, laughs>
1: that's uh, not usually our, no, our that's thing. That's not our thing. We don't have uh, <laughs> passes, even though we're no. in Southern California
0: uh, once a year, once every other year, once every five years, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so jarring the system, just an idea that way is we've done dance parties where it's like, you know mm. what, let's put on our favorite song and just dance around and have fun and it's like in the moment you might not feel like it but it's like you know what let's just get the body moving in that direction and sometimes honestly by the end of the song yeah it's just it's usually like we're by the end, yeah. joking around and um you know like uh
1: i think yeah. those are more um at least for us it's not a uh an upbeat song when you say dance party i would say a transition for us where we're jarring the system might be you tell alexa to play like our wedding song or something that's more on the softer romantic side yeah
0: we've done both uh i think the key is just okay is to jar the system is to make sure you're kind of trying to move out of like um, the
1: funk yeah, and, and towards go, each other.
0: Yeah. Is what's something yeah. that's completely different than what we are doing now. Yeah. Um, because we're kind of thinking about it going like, I don't know what to do. What do you, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to move forward, you know? Right. So, right. So we've done where we've watched. Uh, and so these aren't necessarily like super spiritual things. We've prayed together, but sometimes even after we pray together, mm-hmm. it's just like, we still feel like a hard time, like, enjoying one another. So we'll just, yeah. um, in, in terms of jarring the system, sometimes we'll watch a show just to like watch something that's funny and makes us laugh. Yeah, so we definitely we'll... look for
1: something comedy because laughing, even if it's not funny at first to us.
0: It's good medicine. Uh,
1: <laughs> it is, at least for us. I, I, I'd I like to hear from you guys if that's helpful. But uh, yeah, if you haven't tried it, definitely try um. When you, yeah.
0: At when times you feel- I've gone for a run, you know, where I'm just like, you know what, I just need to get out mm. for a few minutes and, you know, come back. And I feel like sometimes that gives me a different perspective.
1: That's a really good one, but I'm going to put a caveat. You cannot just run when we're still in the fight. No, like- of course. Yeah, <laughs> a, you've clarified you, you this say- after we've worked face forward. So
0: okay. we would have a conversation to say, hey, is it okay yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. I'm thinking this might help me to, you know, just get Clear your head, different, different yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: For you, that definitely helps to get out there and, and just fresh air and, yeah you come back nicer. And so, uh,
0: we could give you a bunch of ideas that way, but you probably have things that, you know, you enjoy together or you enjoy on your mo- uh, on your own for a moment. I wouldn't say go, you know, like go play around a of golf and you know, five hours later you show up. You know? uh, uh, um, no, I, I think there, there's something that, but if you went to the driving range for 20 minutes and, you know, um, hit some golf balls, now you've, had some fun. You kind of jar the system a little bit. Come back and um, maybe you could uh, create um, a better connection. Yeah, a better connection with a better mm. attitude. Mm. Gotcha. Those are some great ideas. Uh, so, so in terms of um, getting unstuck, uh, there's like so many areas. Let's talk about um, stuck in addiction, mm. right? Um, what are what are ways to get out if you're stuck in an addiction your your spouse comes to you or maybe they don't even have to come to you with some of the addictions you know it is just obvious um depending on you know what what the addiction is if you have a drug alcohol problem at times that's very difficult to hide there are There are times where you might be able to hide that from your spouse, Mm -hmm. but that's a addiction that can be, the spouse can be very aware of and can be heartbreaking, um, for, for a spouse. And, and so. Uh, and we can name you know any number of addictions, I- including addiction to to work, which is really common mm, in our society, where mm. we have this idea of like, oh man, I put in eighty hours. You only yeah. put in eighty. I put in a hundred this week. Seriously. And this idea of like one upping, <laughs> which who pays the price on that? Your the family. family. Yeah. yeah. And so, so even though there might be times where you have a hundred hour work week, you know that not that. That's that big of a deal. It's like, okay, at times we, we have, uh, we work harder, whatever. That could be a great thing, but we don't want to consistently have our, our family suffer from our addiction to work, our addiction to alcohol, our addiction to pornography, our addiction to food, our addiction to shopping, our addiction to fill in the blank. There's so many addictions we, we could have, but if you're stuck in that, and you and your spouse have talked, and you you can't seem to figure out how do you break those habits? How do you break the addiction? Hmm. Here are some suggestions.
1: So yeah, that was that was loaded. This is a huge can of worms you're opening right now. But uh, so obviously, with addiction, the the person who's having the struggle has to want to make the change. So we're going to make that assumption in this scenario that they want to make the change and that both uh, partners, both the spouses are in agreement that, okay, this is a problem. We need to change it. Um, Something we have to realize is that uh, both People actually play a role in um, so maybe she struggles with shopping, uh, addicted to it just all the time. That's you know spending money on stuff that uh, isn't even necessary, or or uh, maybe it's money they don't even have. Um, there's still ownership in that that uh, both yeah. people need to um, accept responsibility for, and so. You know, are are you the one that's allowing the cycle to continue? Um, that's definitely a way of, of feeling stuck in a relationship that somebody's struggling with the addiction, but somebody's allowing it to happen on some level. Um, so obviously working together as a team is going to be your best bet. Uh, the two of you working together to fight essentially a common enemy of um, that's you know, working to destroy the marriage. Um,
0: I think with addiction too is, it and we'll just say one, oftentimes there's two people that are struggling with different addictions. Mm, so, mm. But let's just say one is struggling with addiction. I think the the other spouse, mm. it's easy to shame. Mm, it's easy mm-hmm. to put down. It's easy to fault. It's easy mm. to be bitter. It's easy. But, um, and this is where, um, God's work in us mm. um, changes the outcome. It's harder for us to love like Christ did, mm. um, that while we were still sinners, not while we had it all together, mm-hmm. Christ died for us. So he was sacrificial in his love for us. So, what's it look like to sacrificially love your spouse? Um, mm-hmm. To in the difficult times of addiction, of of the pain of addiction, to really mm-hmm. fight for your spouse in prayer, fight for them in terms of um, getting them the help they need, mm-hmm. and being somebody who's who genuinely helps them in is a source of comfort.
1: Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm.
0: it's it's easy for us to kind of stand on the our high horse? Yeah, yeah. Stand
1: on a high, high horse? horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> you could
0: stand on a high horse. I don't know. <laughs> There's some expression. <laughs> there. What's that expression? maybe right?
1: uh, Put yourself on a high horse. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I am standing Act like on a high it. horse. Okay, perfect.
0: <laughs> skateboarding. Okay. On a uh, high horse. Okay. the The point is, it's easy for Um, us to stand above and over as if we have no faults, you know, this is where, you know, um, Jesus, when somebody was caught in adultery, you know, um, he said, you know, let, uh, the person that has no sin cast the first stone, you know, and it's like one by one, they walked away. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy for us to go, well, I don't have that problem. So I'm going to show them, you know,
1: nail them to uh, the wall for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, anybody who struggled with addiction myself included it's it is a really difficult uh like you, there's enough of you beating up yourself that you don't need somebody else to beat you up yeah um but you do need accountability you do mm, need mm. so in terms of getting unstuck accountability would yes, be high on there definitely um having um knowing what your triggers are, Mm -hmm. and by trigger, just anything that would, uh, that makes you think about like, oh, wow, I'd like to go um, to the casino right now. And, you know, kind of gets your, your mind racing, maybe it's watching, you know, gambling movies, you know, where, you know, there's some sort of, um, you know, there's a number of those, right? And mm -hmm. get excited, you're like, oh, I'm going there now. Um, So whatever the, uh, the triggers are, is, being aware of those definitely letting your spouse know like hey just so you know when we watch this show it triggers mm-hmm. me and i want to get out i want to do whatever it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. hey when we go out to eat and i see all these people at the bar that makes me want to go you Drink, know, so yeah it's finding out your triggers being honest and real with mm-hmm. yourself yeah you know, with your spouse yeah. and saying hey i i I, and again the assumption is that this person wants help if you if you want that help being honest and real and not trying to hide um it, we've talked about this before that um magicians have secrets marriages don't <laughs> exactly right? so in your marriage like being transparent with your your spouse and just going like i love you this is this is where i'm at and mm-hmm. in Honestly, one of the best things I think for getting unstuck and overcoming addiction that way is to have those conversations when you're in a healthier spot. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. In the middle of it. Like Mm. you're foggy, you're too difficult. Yeah. Just isn't thinking clearly. But when you are thinking clearly, that's the time to set up boundaries, set up accountability, set up the choices that you want to make. And have a plan for that. That's one of the big ones, I think, with addiction is every day, what's your plan to win? And then celebrating the wins. Ooh, yeah. We beat ourselves up so much for those times where we slip up and we mess up or we fail or whatever Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. But. Let's celebrate those victories every minute, every hour, every day Mm, to mm. say, God, thank you for helping me through this day. Mm -hmm. And not just on the days where you're off going like, I wish I wasn't, you know, uh, that's
1: Celebrating that together.
0: Um, And then learning to receive God's grace in those difficult days.
1: Mm -hmm. Those are really good tips on, uh, yeah, being unstuck. I like that you said the uh, accountability um, if you have things that have worked for you in the past, but the addiction's still there, still let's bring back some of those things that helped in the past, right? Those are good ways too to to being unstuck.
0: I think the the key is is you want to um replace those though. Is what is yeah. Uh, so Second 2 Timothy two twenty-two where it says, you know, flee. And the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness is that we're fleeing one thing, we're pursuing pursue, another. Yes. So what are you going to replace those um, old habits with, those old addictions? So
1: your list shouldn't be just a whole bunch of, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going right. to do this.
0: What are you going to do? Yes. And yes, there's yes. great things you could do every day that build God's kingdom, that love others, that serve others. So we, we're not saying this is the exhaustive list of things to get you unstuck, but these are some options that we hope have helped. And if you have questions, please feel free to email us at danny at dannyraymagic.com. Mm-hmm. This is Danny
1: And Kimberly.
0: And we do whatever,
1: whatever it takes.
0: takes.